Thank you guys so much for joining me on another episode of James's Kickback. I am joined here with Toronto drag legend and runner-up of Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Scarlet Bobo. How's it going, Scarlet? Hey, baby, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me and penciling me into your uh, busy schedule. I want to ask you, um, how have you been? Girl, I've been okay. I've been holding in there. Uh, we were just saying, like, I hate this whole online world. Yeah. that we're living in right now and it's you know it's driving me a little crazy but i just i want to get back on stage i want to do a thing but you know i've been i've been good i've been living at the beach for the last couple of weeks and just relaxing i guess there's nothing else we could do <laughs> no seriously I, I i get it i get it and so currently i think you're in you told me earlier you're in your drag room right now because i i think i see a couple of familiar pieces <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in my i'm in my drag room your 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 coveted drag room, as most drag queens have. Yes, honey. So I want to talk to you, obviously, about your experience on Canada's Drag Race, but I kind of want to start from the beginning, um, um, talking about you growing up. So were you an expressive child? And, like, where did this, I guess, emergence of Scarlet Bobo really start from? Yeah, I was always, like, really loud. And, like, my mom used to say, like, I used to, like, bounce around on the desks when I was a kid. Like, I was always, like, ADHD. Like, you couldn't keep, you couldn't hold me down. I was, like, crawling the walls. I was always crawling up everything. Um, and so I was always really into, like, drama class. Like, you know what I mean? That was my favorite class. I always, I would do, like, the school talent shows and do, like, little dances all the time. Um, um so it kind of came a lot of it came from my mom she's like one of like the my big she is my biggest supporter and a lot of my inspiration and just like the exciting parts of me you know come from her i always think definitely definitely because you one thing about your drag it always seems like there's a point of view to it so it's always interesting to hear what that initial point of view was which is fascinating mm -hmm. Now, so did you find or have a natural i guess um attraction to performing or stage presence and things like that yeah, I always really liked to be in the spotlight. I always liked, you know, people looking at me, and uh, I was I was always I was always doing something for attention, <laughs> like you know whether it was dyeing my hair. I used to dye my hair like every single color of the rainbow. I used to get piercings to piss off my mom. You know, <laughs> I would just kind of do anything to be like, hey, you, like look at me. <laughs> um, and I, I don't even know where that came from. I just always was kind of like drawn to. You know, like I used to watch a bunch of music and MTV when I was younger, and I was just always drawn to like, you know, that singer or that actor who was like a little bit more different, a little bit weird, like didn't dress the same as everybody else. I was always into, you know, seeing what the, what people would put on stage and how how I could do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So tell me how the name Scarlet Bobo came to be, because I saw a couple of stories online, but you never know where, like, where it actually originated from. So you tell me right out of the horse's mouth where Scarlet Bobo, the name, really stems from. Oh my God, what are these stories? I'm curious to see what all these stories are. <laughs> One of the stories was that it, it was something along the lines of being inspired by Scarlet Bo uh, Scarlet O'Hara and a clown. And name the two Scarlet Bobo. Is that yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Okay. They're they're not too far off, honestly. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So Bobo comes from my late uh, grand 
dragged by her. Like she was, she started off the Bobo family um, like 30 years ago. And so she's kind of like all like, there's a couple of Bobos running around. And so she's kind of like all of her drag mother. And so she was Jeanette Bobo and Bobo was like, you know, Bobo the clown, like all silly. And like, she never took herself too, too, too seriously. And I kind of was like, I want to be sexy. Like when I first started doing drag, I was like, would wear the, like you know, teeny tiny little shorts, little bra. And I was like, oh, yes. I just want to be like, I just want to be a woman. Like I want like a fun, sexy girl name. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, you know, I liked Scarlet, like Scarlet O'Hara, Scarlet Letter. Like I, you know, the color red was always like really like prominent in my life. And so then I heard Scarlet Bobo and I was like, oh, that's kind of like the best of both worlds. Like I'm really like, funny and silly but like i also like being a total slut so (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i i one thing about you that i found extremely captivating and i obviously am late to the party i discovered you obviously watching canada's drag race but one thing about you is that you have a very infectious presence oh thank you you tell just even from the tv screen oh good And I, 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 one of that's one of the things that I love about you. I do want to ask you since we're on the um, um, new reigning of our new drag superstar, Miss Simone, as of last night. Tell me really quickly how you thought the finale went. This wasn't a part of my questioning, but because it just, yeah. I thought it would be fair to ask you. How did you feel the finale went last night, girl? <clears throat> sorry, this finale literally is like just up the bar for any other finale ever. The looks, I mean, what? Like, Got Meg and Simone were literally, I was like, what is, like, are we at, like, the Met Gala? Like, what were these outfits? (laughs) I was so gagged, so gagged. I was kind of hoping for, like, that final lip sync between Got Meg and Simone. That was kind of my... You know, I just like I saw it in my head like they were gonna be like the final like big kind of thing. But you know, I think this season was like so good and so memorable. And Simone is so incredible. I think you know that finale was amazing. I was very highly entertained. <laughs> yes, my, myself included. I think the cool thing about this reunion it was that they integrated, which I think they should do from now on is the like the people on the outside and side of their cars. I love that idea. Yeah, totally. We <laughs> I I just recently did a well not recently, it was like back in November, did like a drive and drag tour and it was so fun. Like everyone's in their car like me, 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 yeah. like hogging their horns when you're on stage. It's such a party. I love it. I, I absolutely, I absolutely love that idea as well. We had some great uh, moments that happened last night, but I do believe that the right winner won last night. I, you, you know, I love Simone so much. She was so iconic from day one. When she first walked into the room, workroom, I was like, I think she's going to win. And then got Mick, I was like, ooh, okay. Like, I've been very, like, right. kind of both of them. And, you know, I'm so happy. And she so deserves that. And, like, she's going to slay, you know, her reign for sure. Oh, for, for sure, for sure. And one thing, speaking of Drag Race, I wanted to ask you because I saw on um, the video, um, Bussy Queen here on YouTube had actually talked about um, a topic talking about how much girls actually spend on their Drag Race package, like to yeah. to the show, because it is not a conversation that, that has been had a lot, I guess, in the past. Um, and it was rumored that Got Mick on season 13 spent upwards of $60,000 on her Drag Race package. <laughs> 
So what? I ask you, as somebody who has also competed, obviously in a different franchise, but nonetheless, this is Drag Race. If you don't mind me asking, what was your package like budget when you went on to Drag Race? <laughs> that's big. That's big. But at the same time, Got Mixed Elvis were like, you know, better than mine. <laughs> but I, mine was probably, I think, 25000 Okay. Yeah, I think it was like around there wow. because, uh, yeah, I think it was about 25000 30000 it was hard. I was like, I guess like you're not allowed to tell anybody, right? But then I would, I would be like, could someone, hey, you have like five thousand dollars I could borrow. Like I'll give it back. I promise. Like right. what's the like, oh, nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, with it just, it go, I think it asserts that so many, so many drag queens do not have like that, like money like that to be like shoving at a show. Yeah, like you know, most like queens that are performing locally, you know aren't sitting on like 50k so then you get on and you're like um do you want to buy my girl guide cookies for ten thousand dollars like <laughs> can someone help me <laughs> exactly. i like with the amount of money that they make i'm like they should give us like a ten thousand dollar like startup cost fee or something you know like i hear get started yeah because you're going to be spending even more than that on oh yeah <laughs> on everything combined. And so um, the last question I want to ask regarding that is, do you think like in the future, thinking futuristically after what we saw last night and the caliber of drag that we saw last night at that finale, do you think that Drag Race eventually will become a show that's kind of like pay for play? Like you have to pretty much bring the dough and the looks in order to even be considered a like a somewhat contender in this show. Do you think that that we're getting to that place now? See, I hope we don't get to that place because, like, I understand, like, you want to look the best, right? And you want to, you know, but some people, like, don't have that money, right? And it's, like, it's you don't have to have money to do drag. Like, when I started doing drag, I was, like, so, 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 so poor. And I was, like, stealing dresses from fucking Sears. <laughs> like, you know, stuffing them in my book bag. Like, <laughs> and, you know, and so I don't, it's, at the same time, though, Drag Race is like, you know, the Olympics of drag, no matter where it is. If it's in Canada, if it's in the UK, you know, you have to you have to bring it at you really hard. You know what I mean? So in one sense, like, I don't really want to see it go that way. But in the other sense, like, drag, like, we're always upping our own game, you know, and like that finale. I was like, oh, God, like if I ever get a Drag Race again for All Stars, like I'm going to have to like sell my kidney or something on the black market girl <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah <laughs> like, it, they're upping the ante every year and again that does not necessarily always equate to money but god yeah because like the hope is right you get on the show and then all of a sudden you know you're you're fucking rolling in it you're set and everything so like it's been a weird like couple seasons because yeah, especially our season like we spent all this money like we were we filmed right before covid and so we kind of like had this intent of like well we're gonna be rich bitch like let's go off and then covid happened and we were like uh oh we need we, we need to make that money that we spent back oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah so you're kind of you're kind of spending that money because it's like you have to spend money to make money right yeah so you're hoping that it's gonna pay off and obviously with the top four like it's gonna pay off for them but especially now it's like a funny time of like oh i really hope this pays off 
Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I wanted to ask you because you just touched on something really interesting. After Canada's Drag Race wrapped up, how was bookings and gigs for you and some of the girls from your season based on just kind of what you heard? Like, were, was it immediately going out to bookings and gigs or because of the pandemic happening the way it did, you guys didn't have much time to do any of that? It was like, honestly, it all depended on where you were, right? Okay. Like in Toronto, they were on like super lockdown, but then Vancouver was getting a lot better mm. and Calgary was getting better. So I, because I was on this side, I was doing shows around Vancouver and I was going to Calgary, but then like Montreal got hit real hard. Like they got hit like curfew hard. Yeah. So they, you know, like they were kind of stuck and not like really doing anything. And then Toronto started opening up again. And then, you know, then I then we were like, okay, we're getting back to some sort of normalcy, like the kind of like 50 capacity minimum, whatever. And like, you know, as much as I would love to be in like an auditorium with like 1600 people, you know, just having those 50 people there was like, something that was like okay great i'm you know at least there's people around me so it all kind of depended on where you were and now it's like it's kind of like all at like a halt right now and and we're all kind of just like okay like we've got tours in the fall waiting but all of us are like what about now right like you know we're all kind of just like holding our breath like ready to kind of go out and do stuff and and kind of just make you know, make our season, you know, worthwhile, right? Like we want to make sure we, I want to, I want to get the tours. I want to get like, you know, the shows under my belts before, you know, the second season. Right. And, you know, kind of yeah. enjoy the ride a little bit. Definitely. Now what, uh, which side note, Bob, the drag queen actually said a few months ago that season eight was the last season to do a promo tour meeting oh, really? shows before the show even started went on tour and then after the show then they went on tour and season eight again was the last time they did that so i don't know if that was a mm. bit or not but i definitely think like a, like the first season of canada's drag race that would have been ideal yeah we well we were we had a whole press tour we were gonna go all, all across like the whole country all together and it was like so exciting yeah. And then it was like, just kidding. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And like, we got that drive and drag. We got the Voss Events drive and drag tour, which was nice because like um, a couple queens, like couldn't make it because they weren't in town or whatnot. But it was nice to like kind of get back together with the girls and, you know, at least have it was a small tour, but like at least, you know, be able to be on stage and like experience that together. Definitely. And and you, along with some of the other girls, those are pe names we'll never get tired of seeing on stage. So wherever you guys are at, we're coming. <laughs> we're coming. Uh, where are you at exactly? Let's talk about Canada's Drag Race really quickly. So where were you at when you found out that Canada's, uh, Canada was geared to have a Drag Race franchise up their own? And was there any hesitation on auditioning immediately? Uh, I was in bed with my fiance, and then we were like, I saw it on my, on my phone. I was like, okay, this is crazy. And then I remember my, my roommate, my best friend, like burst into my room. They were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what the fuck? You have to audition for this. And then my mom's calling me, my grandmother's calling me, everyone's calling me. They're like, oh my God. Like, and I'm like, okay, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Tone it down. I was like, I think I'm going to do it. And they're like, what do you mean you think? Well, like, you have to do this. Like, you're crazy. And so, like, for there was a second that I was like, okay, like, do I want to wait? I can kind of see how it goes. But then I was like, 
no, there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to let a season come to Canada. I'm not going to be on it. I was like, fuck that shit. I've been like doing drag for so long. And I'm like, no, because if I saw like a bunch of girls and it wasn't me, I'd be, I'd be pissed. So I was like, no, I've got to be on the first one. I have to. Right. It set the standard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made her three, honey. <laughs> for real. For real. And so both, um, excuse me, um, Anastasia got a knockaway. <laughs> was the um, person actually, when you walked into the workroom and said, oh my God, Bobo, Bobo's here. And I was like, at that point, obviously I'm still new. So she was um, accolading you and calling you a drag legend. And then Miss Boa walked in, AKA bitch on arrival, which a fitting name based on the response she got when she walked in. Um, and for those who haven't seen the episode in a while or whatever, the like the consensus in the room when Boa walked in was a little yeah. Boa was <laughs> extremely excited to see her. Um, you being one of the faces at the forefront, kind of in a little bit of disdain. I want to ask you, since the show has wrapped up and things, have you guys um, established a better relationship, or you guys gotten a lot better? You shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we. We had it out after the show. Um, I, I know Boa forever, right? Like, <clears throat> I've known her for so, so, so long. And we used to, like, not like each other at all. We used to be friends, and then we used to hate each other, and then we were friends again. And then the show was like, you know, you're in a pressure cooker, and you're just like... So I was kind of like, oh, wow, she's here, fierce. And then, you know, we had our moments on the, on the show where we definitely butt heads. But we had it out after the show, and and honestly, like we talk all the time now. She's such a sweetheart. I absolutely love her. No, like to stay, no hard feelings. We were just like, you know, we we're bitchy with each other, and that and that was it. And and I think I think Bowen like saw how stressed I was, and she was trying to get a little rise out of me, and then you know, and then I'm trying to get a rise out of her. We're just we're just being little bitches to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it happens you know especially yeah. like you said in a pressure cooker like drag race we've heard this time and time again like the arch nemesis of the show end up best friends after the show we've seen that narrative before <laughs> yeah it's like someone might be someone could breathe too heavy and you're like shut the fuck up bitch like, right. <laughs> like you know what i mean like you get so crazy and you're like like literally someone like just like bumps into you and you're like oh my god <laughs> like it's because you're just on, you're on edge the whole time, right? Right, right, right. And you, and you never know it again. You, like I said, you're on a, you're in a pressure cooker called Drag Race. That's on uh -huh. TV. So anything can happen. I do want to talk about your your reign, your showing on Canada's Drag Race because when I did my research, like I try to do before all these interviews, you have one of the best track records. And I'm not saying that just because we're in front of each other. You literally <laughs> have one of the best track records of any queen from any franchise. Uh, um, from Drag Race, you're you're even though you didn't win um, until towards the end, like your first challenge, you were all you always placed second best, if not like you you always placed really well. So I do want to ask you a couple of questions because of that. Number one, did did you get called for All Stars International? Ah. <laughs> because I, the reason why is because there's so many girls who are at least rumored. No cast obviously has been um, officially put out, but so many girls rumored to be on there who did not have as good a track record as you. <laughs> I know. So I'm I like, uh, <laughs> did you did you did you get the call? Like, <laughs> I don't know, Zeb. Did I? 
<laughs> that's like i don't understand necessarily if they did it i don't know understand necessarily understand why they did not do that like it just doesn't make sense especially considering who they dick pick but that's a different uh, mm -hmm. you like <laughs> to do international all-stars totally like you know it was just it was such a crazy and wild experience that like I would just do it again in any capacity, just like to get back into the workroom and get back down to that main stage. Like yeah. every time I would about to be walked down that main stage, I swear to God, like my my soul like left my body, and I was like, "Oh my God, here we go again!" You know what I mean? It's like it was such a such a wild and crazy time, but it was a time that like really like uh, helped me a lot, like develop who I was, who I thought I was. You know what I mean? Like. And I, it definitely changed me for the better. And, you know, I would love to get back on in any capacity, for sure. Definitely. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I, would, I would love to see you back, Scarlett, because, again, you're, you're just one of those signature faces that, especially coming out of Canada's first season, if anyone was to come back, and, again, there was some Canada girls that came back, but out of all of them, I just was expecting to see your face, too. So. It's okay, honey, because I, I want to wait until fucking... Got Meg and Candy and Taste and Bimini are on that. Then put me into that mix, bitch. Those that are the girls be, that I want to go on with. That would be epic. I don't even right? know. At this point, we have so much Drag Race, according to what we've seen online, so much Drag Race franchises and things like that are coming out. So who's to say that's not going to come sooner than you think? Okay. Oh, fully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. got the wheels turning. Um, do you think, based on what we even saw last night um, for the season 13 finale, do you think having a good report card at this point is enough to win the actual crown? Because in, in past seasons of Drag Race, we've seen a lot of girls um, talk very highly and, and deservingly so about their um, report card. And Rosé was one, even season 13, where, who never had to lip sync for her life at all. Um, but she was one of the first out during the lip sync battles last night. And so do you believe that report cards and things even matter at this point? Honestly, like, I would like to say they do because I had a really good report card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's at the end of the day, especially when you get debt, like, your report card helps you get to the finale, right? So you've already made it to the end. And then, like, they kind of, like, your report card, you know, they look it over. They, like, give it, like, a, okay, like, a comparison. But at the end of the day, I think it comes down to just, like, that final episode, how how like how you're how you did in that and in the challenge, you know what I mean? Whether the challenge be a video or a RuPaul song or like last night the ball chat, like the the ball looks and whatnot. So and then it's it, it's are you gonna reign the best? Are you gonna reign the strongest? You know what I mean? And it's and it's sexist. There only has to be one winner every time. And and sometimes like last night was so tight. Like Got Mick, I don't think he's ever had to lip sync. Rose never had to lip sync. You know, and so the, those report cards are so high, but then you get to the point where you, everyone in the top four, you know, is going to have a, like somewhat of a good kind of go because it got them there, right? Yeah. So you get to that point where last night, like you could tell like that was the best of the best of season 13. And like, there was no doubt about that, you know? Definitely. And I, I agree. And I, I, will, I will go on record and say that I was a little judgmental out of um, um, for Miss Candy Muse a couple of times this season. But last night she proved why she she's been, she's yeah. been so many times. I will, I will bite my words on that because there was a few and times this season, Scarlett, I didn't understand why they was keeping her. 
I don't know. <laughs> but the one thing I do love about Candy is like she has that she has that fire. She has that determination. Like I'm not going anywhere. You can't say shit to me. And that that quality is so it's so lovely to see someone with that like amount of confidence and self love and like determination. Like she was like, I don't care. I'm gonna show all of you bitches why I'm here and why I made it here. And she, I like hats off to her. Like she slayed last night. I, I definitely, I could not say it better myself. I, kudos yeah. to Candy. I do want to go back a little bit about your finale, the, the Canada's Drag Race finale, uh, because it was a very interesting one. Um, I, again, report cards obviously did not come into play with the winning. I love Priyanka, so that's not a read to her. But yeah. it was by, before last night and before her winning, there had not been a queen that has lip synced that many times and still won the crown. And yeah. so I was curious to know, seeing that the judging on Canada's Drag Race was really probably the biggest critical part of the show in season one, do you believe that they picked the right winner due, uh, based on the lip sync? Based on the lip sync alone, do they? Do you think they picked the best winner? Last night? No, I'm sorry, your season of- Oh, my season. Oh, you really want me to get shady, bitch. Okay. Girl, we we all saw the uh, lip sync, so. <laughs> well, like, I'm just gonna say this because even Priyanka says it. Like, she even says, I won that lip sync. I like, I popped all the way off, says, because I had not lip sync all season yet. So I was like, as soon as I was like, oh, I can lip sync, I was like a robot, I was like, I was like, go mode, bitch. Let's do, let's go. I was like, had so much energy pent up in me. I was like, just fucking wind me up and let me go, girl. Yes. <laughs> I think I, your performance, whenever I go back and look at that particular like lip sync, you are the a person that my eyes go to. Priyanka and Rita look fabulous. They did excellent in their own rights. But you, Scarlett, when that music broke and we we got out of the bridge and you came from the back in like hard wheels, the sliding, I, the sliding from one end of the stage to the next. Like I thought at that point you had it in the bag. Like I thought- Me too, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was any more conversations. I didn't th I thought that we, we we got what we needed. And I believe Trinity the Tuck also said that um, as well. But all things happen for a reason. And again, Priyanka um, has been a fabulous winner from what I've seen in things. And yeah. so, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> um, You were there, okay? We're, we're yeah. just fans. We're just yeah. fans. It's on a show that's probably been edited and all of that. You were there, Scarlett. Was his judging as cringy as it was watching? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody, like we like we chat all the time. I I adore him. I thought he was so nice. It helps that he's like hot as fuck. <laughs> but he honestly, we, uh, there had to be a, like a Michelle Visage of like the panel, right? Like there had to be that like. Simon Cowell, you know, and like Stacy's like way too fucking nice to ever say anything mean, you know. And Brooklyn was like, no, I'm gonna be like, you know, in between. And and you know, we needed a sassy, we needed a sassy judge that was gonna like tell you how it was. And honestly, like the lights would go down, like, and the cameras would turn off for a minute. And Jeffrey was always like, 
honestly, girls, like you're on the first season of Kenneth's Drag Race. You all need to be so proud of yourselves. Like he was always like, you know, giving us like pep talks and boosting us up. And at the end of the day, he had a job to do and he did it. And like, I always say like, if you go back to like Santino Rice years with Michelle Visage, like they were crazy me. Like, yeah. and like even RuPaul being like, I don't want to see any fucking H&M. <laughs> which I think, which I think that statement is kind of like, it goes with the question I asked you earlier about the drag race package. Cause at that point, you know, you better bring it. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Cause you know, Rue's looking now, but with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, I, I do, I do remember him having to get off of Twitter because of the fandom, like just going after him, which I did not agree with. Obviously. Oh yeah. Like I, I hate that about the fan base. It's like, just fucking support each other. You know what I mean? Like, and like how many, how many girls have the, the drag race fandom, like, like just destroyed, especially the black girls, especially the bigger black girls. You know what I mean? Like just ha- like fucking hang them up and use them as a punching bag. I just don't, I never understand it. It's like, we're all, everyone's coming on with one thing in mind to do a good job and to entertain the fans. And then the fans, like, they don't know these queens for nothing. You know, they, it, they we're fighting because to give you entertainment. We're arguing on the show to give you a laugh. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, this is what we're here to do. And the fans that just, like, go nuts on Twitter and they think, like, behind their little keyboards, like, Neh. I just, oh, my God, I will never, I will never understand it. I will never understand how you could, like, you know, wake up today and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go tell that girl to kill herself. That sounds like a good way to start my morning. You know, I was like, girl, it's a TV show. And we're all having fun. Like, just chill out. Honestly, like, and I, I, again, I don't under, I don't agree with what happened with Je- Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, but I, w- I was critical of some of his judging only because, <laughs> only because it gets to a point where you have to start asking the question of who's qualified to make some of these assertions and who isn't. I understand yeah. that he had a job and all of that, and he was selected. Okay, we didn't get to vote on who. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. But I just, I would be curious to know what the meeting looked like when they told him, like, this is what we're going for on the judges panel and these are the roles that we need you guys to play. Like, I like, I, was that a conversation or not? Just because, again, he came under a lot of scrutiny and he's not returning for season two. So. Yeah, well, she got, she got, she got that Disney coin now, Hank. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She got, she got a, she got like a, a promotion, honey. She, she got, she got that Disney coin, man. So she's, she's doing good. That's awesome. And I, I did see that, that he was working on, uh, it came down to working on what project at what time he chose to go with another one, which I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, again, if you went, underwent a lot of what he underwent, I probably. I don't know if I'd go back either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and know. And especially like in a pandemic, like, you know, you got to focus on like, your career, what's in front of you, your mental health, you know? So it's like, I, you know, I wouldn't even know if I'd want, like, I wouldn't want to go back through that again, especially like after a whole pandemic, like be like, oh God, like, am I going to go on again this season and people are going to chew me up again? Like, ugh. Right, right. They have not been nice to him. I don't even think they were nice to him on like regular Drag Race when he was just the guest. Like, so for some, I don't know who needs to say it to him, but maybe he just doesn't work for the Drag Race. Like, I know. I I don't know why. I love him to death. Like, 
Yeah. And he's so hot and he smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Very handsome guy. I, he has some great moments on the show, which unfortunately wasn't the highlight of his time there, but he has some great moments. And so I met everybody doesn't mesh well with everything. So maybe it's just a matter of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I, I happen to like the man. But I do want to ask you a fun question really quickly. Since you did not lip sync until the very end, what song or songs? That was that that was able to be performed as the lip sync songs this season. Did you want to tackle? Um, one hundred percent. I would have loved to do. Absolutely not. If I had to. Oh yes. I used to perform that song all the time. I love Deborah Cox yes. so much. I was so gagged when she was there. Yeah. So I would have like I would have gone like completely like buck wild yes. for that. And then other than that, I think you ought to know. Cause it's just that like, like angsty, like yeah. song, you know, I, I live, but I, I, I loved her finale song though. You're a superstar. Like it was like, it's got all the perfect moments to it. I was like, I was like, okay, I can turn up to this. <laughs> no, seriously. And I think Trixie was the one that said it in the pit stop that um, the song selection for Canada, you, no one is talking like the song yeah. was pop it like it was i don't know like i get a little it gets a little redundant with some of the franchises but canada you guys did not disappoint it was head after head after head and as all canadian not, artists yes yes that's what made it even yeah. cooler and the episode yeah, of yeah. Cox might have been the best episode in my opinion aside from the finale i suppose just because uh -huh. Deborah Cox was there, number one. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, when, when she was like, when she was like telling me like how good of a job I did, I was like, <sighs> oh my god, thank you, Deborah Cox. And I was like, I was like, thank you also for all of the tips that I've received doing your doing your songs over all these years. I was like, I was geeking out. I was like, oh my god, it's Deborah Cox. It's Deborah Cox right in front of me. Like I was <laughs> totally geeked out. I love her. <laughs> I love me some Deborah Cox too, which, and I'm, I'm, I know she's Canadian, but why have they not had her on regular drag race? Like, she's yeah. Cox. Mm hmm. Maybe There's they will now. Cox. So, I, I don't know. I do want to, and we're while we're reaching to the end of this, I do want to ask you about some projects that are coming up. Also, really quickly, though, I want to talk about your music. Your music, you're a musical queen. I'm yes. a song CEO, I'm obsessed. But tell me about um the inspiration behind your musical persona. Um, I like just like always when I was a kid, I would like watch like Pink and Biff Naked on TV and just like these like badass women like covered in tattoos, like screaming at the top of a building, you know. And I always wanted to be that like rock star, right? And so like when I started making my like my first album, I was just like doing it in my friend's closet. And I was like, let's just like write some like fun, silly music. And it ended up turning into like a full album. And then this new music is like more polished, but still like grungy. And I just like, there's something about being on stage with like dancers and a mic in your hand. Like I'm not a good singer by any means, girl. But I, you know, I love writing music. I love performing my own music. Like it's so dope to just be like, yes drop the money and got like you know what i mean it's just so fun to be like i wrote this song people are jamming to it you know it makes me feel like a total rock star and so i i pull my inspiration just from like you know everything all the all the like strong badass women that i love in my life you know 
Definitely, definitely. And I, I again, I love the the um, songs that I've heard so far. I'm obsessed. And so I'm assuming that what you have going um, going on and what's coming up for you um, is music related as well. But anything else that you'd like to tell us about, Scarlett? Yeah, I'm working on my albums, my second album. So I'm super excited about that. Getting my music videos together. Um, I have a podcast that's coming out in two weeks called The Bobo Show. Ah, so I'm fabulous. very, very, very excited about that. Um, yeah, I've got some fierce uh, queens on the some, some fierce root girls on the podcast. Um, some new merch is coming. I'm redoing my my website, my brands, and everything. So we got that going on, and uh, then I'll be touring in the fall. So I'm just like, ugh. I'm trying to get to you. I'm trying to get some like dates in the summer going on, but you know, definitely, I, yeah. I I love that. I think the cool thing about you, Scarlett, is that you're one of those faces that no one's ever going to forget. No one's hey. ever going to forget Scarlett Bobo. I remember when the cast was announced, um, there was many people, many other other drag queens saying, okay, Scarlett Bobo is on. She's going to be one to watch. Early on, before the first episode even aired, people were saying this. And so I don't think they were wrong at all, obviously. You're still one of our premier queens, an iconic queen, and a queen that we hope to see on All Stars International. Hey, <laughs> period. That's it. That's it. And so last thing I want to ask, and I ask all of my guests this, but this, because this was such a difficult year that we did, went through last year, and even now people are still, you know, taking a while to kind of pick the pieces of their life back together. Any words of inspiration for anyone um, who needs it, who's in kind of that position of what do I do going forward, like creatives and artists that really suffered during this time period? Do you have anything to say to them? Yeah, I honestly, like, I, I wish I had this, like, you know, beautiful, like, thought out, inspirational message. But, like, girl, it, it's hard and it sucks. And when it sucks, it really sucks. Like, there was a, there was a period of, like, a month and a half where I had, like, a big beard and, like, I didn't want anything to do with drag. I like locked my drag room up. I was like, no, didn't even go near a, a wig or anything. And I was just so depressed and so like, oh my God, my career's over. And you know, you have to just go through the motions. And I had to just like go through it. And everyone was like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, no, someone tell me that it sucks right now because it fucking sucks. And sometimes you just need to like, let it be shitty, have a cry, go get wasted. Like, you, like just let it kind of happen and then you know when you're ready to get back into it you're ready to get back into it and just i've been just doing things that i love to do you know i've been writing more i've been going to the beach every day i've been trying to like go on walks in nature like getting stoned from morning to night honey so it's like do what you love to do and when you're ready you know it'll come to you and you'll you'll get back on your feet again but don't rush anything i feel like everyone's like i was so like oh my god i have to I have to do this. I have to put on drag. I have, but then I was like, no, I don't. I can like take my time and like relax, you know? Definitely, definitely. I think that's really sound advice um, just because I, I think most people went through periods or are still going through periods like you just, what you just described, not even wanting to pick up the paintbrush or pick up whatever creative outlet that they had because you just never know what's going to happen next. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like my best friend Quana was like, up here and I was like way down here and she's like trying to get me up and then I'm up here and then my other friend Carmen is kind of like down here again and now I'm like okay I was just going through what you were going through it's okay but let's do this you know what I mean and it's kind of like 
you know, that's the good thing about being in, in, in such a fierce queer community, right? Like, yes. it's like, there's, if you just reach out for help, it's gonna be there, no matter what shape or form, you know, there's gonna be help. And like, don't be afraid to ask for it, you know? Cause I was like, I was like, hello, like to my friends, I was like, I'm depressed, like somebody like come over, like make me happy, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, I need to lean on my sisters, you know? Yes, definitely. And this th these are the times where you need that, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. So I um, could not ask you, again, thank you so much for um, doing this with me. I, thank you. You are, my show just got upgraded. Like I say that all the time, <laughs> and my show just got upgraded. Like yes. I'm here with Scarlett Bobo, the iconic Scarlett Bobo. Um, and I'm going to link all of her social medias and things down in the description box below. Um, but please make sure you follow me here on YouTube and all of um, the podcast networks that you get all of your podcasts yes on um, <laughs> at james's kickback um again thank you so much for joining me and i'll see you next time say bye scarlet bye baby love you <laughs> hold up